This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, let's get into the numbers game with our predictions. All right, before we get to our predictions each week, you have a package in the Chicago Tribune and chicagotribune.com. Looking forward to that. If it's not already online, it'll be there Friday morning. So, Dan, let's start with the big numbers from from your package. Yeah, I got four of them for you uh, today, David. And the first one is 158.3. That's the Justin Fields passer rating when throwing the football to DJ Moore. 27 for 34, 531 yards and five touchdowns. No interceptions. 158.3. I think his rating throwing to every other player on the Bears roster is 70.3. So to the very point that you were making at the outset of the podcast, this is the type of difference that a legitimate established number one receiver means to an offense and to a young developing quarterback. That's an incredible number to wrap your brain around this far into a season. I'll admit that when they made the trade, I thought they were getting a legitimate, obviously, guy who would be referred to as a number one receiver and certainly the best the Bears have to offer. And maybe, you know, I I wanted to compare and contrast him and Allen Robinson and then going back to Alshon Jeffrey and all the things. But now, after seeing what he's capable of doing almost after the catch and his his balance, and I guess they call it the term is the contact balance, is so impressive that I think that's such an underrated skill. He's got real sure hands, and he does run good routes. I don't know if he's a Devontae Adams route runner, but he certainly is a guy that once he gets the ball in his hands, the cliche is actually that for a reason. He is a running back in a wide receiver body, and that, to me, has been as impressive as anything from D.J. Moore. Yeah, I mean, he creates separation. And then, to your point, after the catch, guys seem to to underappreciate his speed and his ability to break away. And there are times they take an angle on him, and it's like, oh, no, that's not the right angle. And there he goes. And that happened a few times in Washington. Obviously, happened in the preseason as well. Um, My second number is 922, and that's the total yardage that the Bears' offense has put up in October in these two games against the Broncos and Commanders. It's the most since they put up 950 in weeks four and six of the 2018 season. You remember those games against the Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins. And their 68 points the last two weeks are the most in two games uh, back-to-back since they put up 74 late in the COVID year when they got in that little hot streak when Mitch Trubisky refound himself and uh, engineered wins against the uh, Vikings and the Jaguars, if you recall that. So are you a believer? Are you, as the offense, we talk about it being broken. We talk about it being stagnant. We talk about all the things that are in negative terms. Are you now looking at the glass of Gatorade and it's half full instead of half empty? I, well, I'm looking at it. I, the, the arrow is up, right? Like the arrow is up. And now how steep is it going to go up? And I think these next few weeks are going to be a good test of that against some different opponents and a chance to, to show that you can sustain it, you know, and show that you can be consistent. And those are the, the, the big benchmarks for an offense like this. What's the next number that you have? All right, this one gets into the more depressing territory, and it's one and nine, and it's Justin Fields' record in NFC North games during his career as a Chicago Bear. He won his very first division game against the Lions in week four of 2021. The last nine games against NFC North opponents, the Bears are winless with Justin as their starter. Average score, 31 to 18 in those nine losses. That hurts. 
That does hurt. That's telling, and that's not all his fault, but it will be attributed to him. I, I couldn't believe when I was doing something for uh, football night in Chicago on Wednesday night that we had a special stat, and the Vikings have beaten the Bears five of the last six times. They're yeah. one in five, and the, and so the Soldier Field record is not good. So when they come into Soldier Field, I, I, I'm old enough to remember a time where that scared Vikings fans and players yeah. and it, it was it was a house of horrors for them no now question. they're like hey you know where's the mint on my pillow i love being here <laughs> i mean i remember covering the vikings during times where yeah. they would they, they after the game they'd be like i don't know what it is about this place but it, it, it freaks us out here there was a night game uh, my first year i think where Devin hester took one back and they were just like i oh, we couldn't we couldn't respond to that um my last number here is one you referenced earlier it's it's uh recited in different forms depending on where your research comes from mine's from pro football reference they've got the blitz rate of the vikings at 56.2 percent a league high in the nfl right now they've had 113 instances where they've sent extra pressure at a quarterback uh 43 pressures 13 sacks uh so that is something obviously that as we talked about previously the bears offense is going to have to take into account Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I only have one. That's a good one, Dan. I only have one, and I think I, I'm using it for effect because I want to prove that I am not anti-kicker. I am pro-kicker, especially where the kicker is as good as Cairo Santos has been. 16, 16 is the number of points he provided in that 40-20 to 20 victory over the Commanders, and it helped me realize that Cairo Santos is one of the most consistent things on this football team. He's 8-8 eight eight in field goals attempted and made. He's 11 for 11 on extra points. And last year, whatever he was going through seems to have been just a bugaboo that was re restricted to last year because this year he's back to being the guy that really he has been throughout most of his Bears tenure. I think Cairo Santos is almost like the easiest guy. You know, why are you laughing at me? The, the, well, the, the, because because the, the reason I'm laughing is because like you're you're setting this is like the, the typical TV broadcast where you're setting it up for the last second kick to sail wide left, and then Studs pulls up this clip on Sunday night and and puts up this whole long soliloquy from David Haw about how reliable Cairo Santos is, and then it's the big the big jinx that he didn't need. Cairo Santos <laughs> is not going to lose the game to the Vikings. Period. Put it on the board. Wait till yes. you hear my prediction. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, Cairo Santos deserves his due. And we have one number to add to this package from Adam Sadzinski before we get to his very unpredictable prediction. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Let's hear from him from the numbers game first. Hey, hey, studs. Hey, guys. So, all right. You guys mentioned earlier that DJ Moore won NFC Offensive Player of the Week. It's the first time since 1999 a Bears receiver has won that award. Marcus Robinson won that award the one week in 1999, right? It's also the second time a Bears receiver has ever won Offensive Player of the Week. So I did some research. Offensive Player of the Week, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, has been given out every year, every week since 1984. That's before that. It was AP NFL Player of the Week. So we won't count anything before that, just for the just for the sake of this exercise. So that's 16 weeks a season up until 1990, when they moved to 17 weeks in a season. 
And then up until 2021, when they moved to 18 weeks in the season, when they added the extra game. Now you add in the three weeks prior to the past week that they handed out the award. That is 647 times this award has been given out two times, twice a Bears receiver has won that award. That might be the most Bears stat I have ever heard, including Johnny Morris's all-time Bears receiving record. Two out of 647? Is yes. that it? Six, two times out of 647. <laughs> We're talking about zero point, uh, point zero zero three. not even 1%. Three-tenths of 1% we're talking about. That's crazy. I'm a big uh, pie chart guy. I'd like to see a full pie chart breakdown by the next time we talk of like which teams have had the most, uh, which quarterbacks received. Like, like give me, give me the full pie charts and let, let's uh, let's let's eat each of those slices. <laughs> but that, that's crazy. By the way, Marcus Robinson Studs was a uh, member of the very first fantasy team I ever owned in 1999. So I'm assuming I that like I was it. a pretty happy camper the, the week that he got uh, Offensive Player of the Week. And I I, 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 I can't believe that. Brandon Marshall didn't have more to say about those weeks that he didn't win the award. I wonder how upset each week he was that he thought that he was going to get awarded and he didn't. Remember that three I, touchdown well, there was, performance in San Francisco? That's that's the one that jumped out to me. Yeah, in prime time. There's also the week that Alshon Jeffrey put up 249 on 12 catches and two touchdowns. I looked up that one. Russell that was Wilson a loss, won right? That week, yeah, in a loss. Russell Wilson had 300-some yards and three touchdowns and beat a good 49ers team that week. And so Hard he got the, the loss. Yeah. 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 So there you go. 647 was my number. That's that's a great number, Studs. Okay, while you're here, how about giving us your prediction? Who are you picking, Studs? <laughs> Who are you picking this week? All right. So I actually feel justified in picking the Bears this week. After being the only one to to, to correctly predict their win <laughs> last week, even there though it is. even though I, there it is. even though I even though I didn't feel good about it, despite like making the pick, so it it legitimately I do think this is actually a game where the Bears have a lot of good matchups, especially with the Vikings being without Justin Jefferson. I think if Justin Jefferson was playing then it would have been a little different. But you take him out of the equation and you add in that the Bears are getting their secondary looking like they're going to be largely healthy in this one. And and I think that that's a good matchup for the Bears. So I'm going to take them. I It's going to be close because the Vikings have played all close games this season and it's a division game. And, you know, you just – if you're picking the Bears to win by more than one score, then they're just not there yet. So I got the Bears 24-20 to 20 winning – and winning two games in a row for the first time in uh, what four, three years? When's the last? I, I, yeah, it's been a while since they won two games in a row. <laughs> that's a good. That's I think good was, the last time, last time would have been I think was it twenty twenty when they won like three or four games in a row and got themselves back into the playoff picture. I think that's the last time they won like multiple games in a row. They had to have something in twenty twenty one. I looked at. Oh it no, yeah, in twenty twenty one they started like five and one. That's right. Sorry. There's all there all sorts of stuff within those years that are, are, are wacky. But I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this. This is crazy. Uh, I've got the Bears twenty seven and the Vikings twenty four, and I've got Cairo Santos making a field goal, David, to seal it. So, Look at so that. I'm taking you off the hook, and the Bears are are learning how to win. Sorry to say it. Uh, they're they're getting a feel for how to finish games uh, in successful fashion. Again, Studs mentioned it. Like the Vikings without Justin Jefferson are a totally different animal, and I think the as long as the Bears don't. Um, exhale 
too deeply with Jefferson's absence, as long as they don't take the Vikings for granted because of that. Everything sets up matchup-wise for you to continue what you've been doing and to get out of uh, a home with a uh, Sunday with a home take-care-of-business victory. I think that this is kind of related, combining the two things, numbers and predictions. When you look at the Vikings in 2022, they won 13 games because they won an NFL record 11 that were one possession, one score games. That was last year. This year, they've had five straight one score games, but or games decided by one score. They've lost four of them. They're one in four in those. You know why? They give you the football. The hits principle, the T is for takeaway. It's time that the Bears started doing that. They began the process against the commanders. Thank you, Greg Stroman. Yes, but now they got to get other guys involved. The Vikings have turned the ball over 12 times in five games. Eight fumbles lost. They've lost eight fumbles. It's not so much Kirk Cousins, but you can rattle this team. You can rip the ball from their grip. You can do all the things that Tremaine Edmonds was brought here to do, that TJ Edwards was brought here to do, that Matt Eberflus was brought here to promote, that Lovey Smith teams frankly did. So it's time to stop with the acronyms and start with the activity. Get the football away from the Vikings because they will be willing participants in the hits principle because of that. 31-28, Bears over Vikings, Cairo Santos with the game winner. My guy, number, what number is it? (laughs) Number, number Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Wasn't he the one? Wasn't he number two at one point? He was two, and then DJ Moore got it. DJ here. Moore got it. I know. I said DJ Moore's number two, and Cairo Santos in my head is number two. Now he's number eight. He'll always be number number eight. always going to be Rex Grossman to me. But Cairo Santos, whatever <laughs> number he's wearing, is going to be triumphant su- Sunday. Number one in your heart. That's number that's one three, in my heart. That's three. That's three picks for the Bears. My God, the three word reviews ought to be like cheerful this week. Unless we're wrong, and then they're going to rip us, <laughs> which they should. 